Gerald Salenti, and we are honored, honored, and truly honored to be with Judge Andrew Napolitano. Uh, he was at our Occupy Peace and Freedom Rally this past Saturday, brought the crowd down, the place was packed, streets were filled, a garden, every, it, wonderful, wonderful, kind, loving people there. A hot damn band played, and Judge Napolitano talking about peace, love, war, the Constitution, and how we've lost it. And you know, Judge, uh, thank you for being here today on this, is it July 27th? And for all that you give and all that you know and what you talk about, because here in America, we're sending more and more weapons of death to Ukraine. But we're not allowed to have guns. They can send anything they want to the Ukraines and they can kill anybody that they want. But we, the little people of Slavelandia, we're not allowed to have guns. And now you got this clown playing governor of New York. These arrogant, arrogant, arrogant nobodies from nowhere, nothings, telling us what rights we don't have to own a weapon. So thank you for being here, Judge, and take off on what's going on over here in New York, after they got that little daddy's boy out of here, the arrogant little daddy's boy, Andy Cuomo, who renamed the Tappan Zee Bridge after my daddy. Because your daddy, my daddy, they're just pieces of garbage. But my daddy, Mario M. Cuomo, renamed the Tappan Zee Bridge. So after they threw out that arrogant freak, bingo, we got another one back. Well, Gerald, it's always a pleasure to be with you. The uh, rally on Saturday was terrific. Uh, you and I made uh, the argument that war destroys liberty. My uh, talk was based upon historical examples of where the courts have given the government way more power than the Constitution authorizes because it's wartime. And presidents know this and take advantage of it. What's happening today is when in a, an opinion of the Supreme Court, which came down last month, by the way, Gerald, when it came down, I'm not touting my own horn. It's 151 pages. I had to read the whole thing on my iPhone, single space, because I was in Switzerland at the time. I read it. I went to a street corner in Zurich. I looked at the iPhone and connected uh, with the links. I did an eight minute podcast on Justice Thomas's brilliant opinion on how the right to keep and bear arms is a, is a human right, got 1.4 million hits in the next 24 hours. I was very happy with that. That's not me. That's because the court did the right thing. In doing it, it invalidated a law of the state of New York, which made it nearly impossible for you to get a gun because it was solely subjective up to the um, uh, opinion of bureaucrats. Within 48 hours, New York enacted a new law, which is absurd on its face and laughable when you think about it. The new law says you can only uh, get a permit from the state of New York to carry a gun if you're of good moral character. Obviously, you don't have to be of good moral character to be in the government in New York. <laughs> 
but the government has the right to evaluate who's of good moral character. The government, which lies, cheats, steals, and kills, somehow can decide who's of good moral character. The term is not defined in the statute, and of course, as we all know, it's undefinable. The other requirement is that you submit three years worth of social media texting and emailing for a government bureaucrat to comb through so they can decide if there's something in there which makes you dangerous. Now, all of this is absurd. Uh, here's where I disagree with a lot of our libertarian friends, a lot of our libertarian friends, states' rights, states' rights, states' rights. Yes, the states are supposed to be sovereign. And yes, their rights have been stripped from them from the federal government. But the states can be just as totalitarian as the feds. As an example, this craziness signed by Governor Hochul in the state of New York. In New Jersey and in California, they're trying to outdo New York. Oh, we'll let you have your gun. But if somebody uses a gun to commit a crime, a bank robber uses a gun to commit a crime, a third party, somebody unconnected to the bank or unconnected to the bank robber, can sue the manufacturer of the gun for allowing the gun to get in the hands of the crook. I mean, that's insane. Is it General Motors' fault when a guy in a Chevy pickup wraps it around a tree? So that's, that's where we're going with guns. In the opinion, Justice Thomas says, the Second Amendment is not a second-class right. It's in the same category as the First Amendment. It's a human right, and the government can't take it away. Justice Kavanaugh, I advised President Trump, this is public, that Justice Kavanaugh was not the right person for the court, that he was a George W. Bush Republican, he was and still is, who concurred in the opinion, wrote a separate opinion saying, oh, by the way, this does not stop the states from forcing you to register the gun. Oh, really? So if the Second Amendment is in the same category as the first, then the government can no more make us register our guns than it can make us register our books. Big government continues to protect its own in the mind of Justice Kavanaugh. Thanks be to God, none of the other justices went along in the majority, went along with that nonsense. So that's where we are. You know, Governor Hochul is surrounded by two dozen guys who carry AR-15s <laughs> to protect her, but yeah, she doesn't right. want you to have one uh, in no. your own house. No, no. And uh, by the way, she also did a dirty deal. She stole like $800 million of our money so they could build a new uh, a stadium up in Buffalo. Her hometown. And, yeah. And her husband is involved with this... Uh, casino syndicate and all other things that they do and selling all those crap out of these casinos and, and stadiums and things again, a nobody, a nobody. You know, what, the what else, there's, you know, you, you know, you, you talked about Kavanaugh and you said that he was like a, a, a connected to George W. Bush. Well, uh, Kavanaugh uh, worked for uh, Bush. Kavanaugh was on the, um, White House legal staff and George W. Bush rewarded him by making him a circuit court judge. That's the second most powerful court in the land, the United States Court of Appeals for the District of Columbia Circuit. And that's where he was when uh, Donald Trump uh, put him on the Supreme Court. But he's not in the same intellectual category as Trump's other nominees, Neil Gorsuch and Amy Coney uh, Barrett. This is a big government guy who wants to further the interests of big government. 
when Trump well, called me and asked me what I thought of him, I said, Mr. President, take a look at your mobile phone. Why? What are you talking about? I said, what's in there? Medical, financial, legal, personal, professional, intimate? Yeah. Justice, at the time, Judge Kavanaugh, doesn't think you need a search warrant to get in here. He thinks the government can just seize the contents of it. How do you know that? Because he wrote an opinion to that effect when he was on the circuit court where George W. Bush put him, and now you want to put him on the Supreme Court. This is my conversation with the President of the United States about nominating then-Judge Kavanaugh. Uh, but he was prevailed upon by the, the, the Bushies around him, uh, and he put him on the court. How stupid. You know, well, he's, you know, not only is he a Bush guy, he's as dumb as Bush. He's a little nothing of a boy. A nothing. And this is where this country's going down to. Look at the freaks in charge. Look at Biden out of his mind. Mitch McConnell, Lindsey Graham. Oh, Nancy Pelosi wants to go to Taiwan. Taiwan's none of my business. What are you doing over there? Look, we just had this rally. I read some of the things that George Washington said about not becoming involved in other nations' foreign entanglements. And number one, warning us not to get involved in what's going on in Europe. They've been fighting going back and forth for centuries. This isn't our business. Taiwan's not my business. Oh, when we were young guys, what did they call it, Formosa? Yeah, you're right. They did call it Formosa in yeah. those days. Remember the Nixon-Kennedy uh, debates over Formosa? Yeah. And it's none of my business. Oh, now we're going over there? And again, talking about gun control? How about weapons control? Look at the guy that's playing our defense contractor, Lloyd Austin. Comes from the board of directors of Raytheon, the second largest defense contractor in the United States. And he's our head of the Department of Defense. Gerald, can you... Can you talk for a minute about how bitterly disappointing it was that no national media covered us on Saturday because we were talking about peace? Yeah. If it had had been a pro-Ukraine, pro-killing in Ukraine rally, there would have been a half dozen television cameras there. That's right. And before I do that, I want to read a quote from you from the guy playing our defense contractor. Oh, before that, he was a general? Oh, you mean a military-industrial complex isn't running our country? What are you, (laughs) six years old, anybody? Here. The U.S., you ready? Is ready to move heaven and earth to help Ukraine win the war against Russia. Lloyd Austin. The Secretary of Defense of the United States. Move heaven and earth. In other words, we could go to hell. Because when you move heaven and earth, that's what you're doing. You're destroying the place. Am I right or am I wrong? It also means boots on the ground. I've yet to meet anybody that wants to die for Vladimir, in in America, that wants to die for Vladimir Zelensky or for Joe Biden, for that matter. So here's, here's the thing. We had, we sent out thousands of press releases. Thousands over the last three weeks international, national, and local, zero coverage. And it wasn't, you saw the crowd, huge crowd flowing into the streets. 
and and it's not like you know we had Tom, Dick, and Harry as speakers. We had the top people in America: yourself, Gary No, Scott Ritter, Phil Giraldi, former CIA guy, and you, and myself. And Twitter and Facebook banned our ads. And we spent thousands and thousands of dollars running ads on Spectrum and other media to, to, to promote this. So the media, not only, these are prostitutes. The prostitutes hate peace and the media whores love wars. And they are disrespectful to people such as our founding fathers, George Washington, a real man that, not you, Lloyd Austin, this is a guy that was on the front line. Remember Washington crossing the Delaware? A president, his farewell address, he warns the American people, quote, observe good faith and justice towards all nations. Cultivate peace and harmony with all. And he goes on to say that any nation that indulges towards another in habitual hatred, like we're taught to hate the Russians, or habitual fondness, how we're taught to love Ukraine, where most Americans couldn't find a damn place on the map, <laughs> Don't know that the EU called it the most corrupt country in Europe and one of the most corrupt in the world. And habitual fondness, here, this is the quote, indulges towards another in habitual hatred or an habitual fondness is some degree a slave. George Washington. Now think about this the first president of the United States, the founder of the country, the leader of the fight to secede from uh, Great Britain, the most universally welcomed, recognized, and admired human being in American history. And Facebook and Twitter won't let Gerald Salenti read quotes from his farewell address. I mean, this is really insane, Gerald, insane. Yeah. And, and it goes back to everything that you've been talking about, about our loss of freedom, the destruction of the Constitution, the ripping up of the Bill of Rights, and there was never, never, get this in your head, everybody, a declaration of independence where all men are created we equal and endowed by their creator with the inalienable rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Happiness? Go screw yourself. I'll tell you what to do. I'm locking you down. I'm going to flatten the curve. You're going to stay in your house and you're going to shut down your business. Don't you give me any crap. I'm a little piece of garbage called a politician and I'll tell you what to do. This is no America, Judge. It's over. It's finished. And World War III has begun. I just read you the quote from that guy playing our defense contractor. That's a sad state of affairs. I'll move heaven and earth. I'll move heaven and earth 
So Ukraine could win. I don't give a shit about Ukraine. Oh, they're ripping down the statue of Catherine the Great, you know. You know when that statue, when, when Catherine the Great was there, they she hated the Ukrainians, blah, 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 blah. Oh, 1750? You mean this has been going on since 1750 between you two? And you yes. want me to get involved in this shit? Yes. Like you say, Washington understood. Madison understood. Monroe understood. Jefferson understood. Adams understood. The first slew of American presidents, some of whom hate each other, all understood. The Europeans have been fighting wars for centuries. We should stay the hell out. Yeah. But from FDR on up, actually from Woodrow Wilson on yeah. up to the president, to the present president, no one in the White House understands that. Interestingly, the only president in your lifetime and mine who expressed the sentiments that we should stay the hell out of European wars for all of his faults, for all of his character flaws, Donald Trump. Yep. The only one yep. who articulated that view. Yep. Yep. On that end, yes. On the other end, look what he did assassinating that guy. Uh, Soleimani. Uh, Soleimani in Iran. Look Outrageous. what he did to Venezuela. Yes. Look at his pro-Israeli stance and screw the Palestinians. We're moving the the, the embassy to, uh, to to Jerusalem. Oh, and by the way, yeah, yeah, uh, the, the Golan Heights. Oh, that. Oh, oh, Israel could have it. You know. So I agree with you on that end. But he's but he he's not a he's not a true American. I agree he with you. His game. You know, he's been my friend for thirty five years, which interestingly is longer than you and I have known each other. But it's a different kind of friendship. I agree with everything you've just said. Occasionally, he said things that were right, often with respect to the use of the military. But his foreign policy was ultimately a disaster, a disaster yeah. for human freedom. Yeah, yeah. You know, Judge, anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm very sad. I'm very heartbroken that we didn't get any coverage on this. We put a lot of time and money into this to make it happen. You saw the event. Yes. I mean, it was first rate. You know, we did our very best to make it the best we could have it. The people were terrific. They came, they came as far from away as Alaska. Yes. Yes. The people are were there, and that we got no coverage from this. And also, there was another real man by the name of Dwight D. Eisenhower, five-star general, supreme commander of the Allied forces, who warns the American people that the military-industrial complex is robbing the nation of the genius of the scientists, the sweat of the laborers, and the future of the children in his farewell address. And now we have it right in front of us. The head of our Department of Defense, top military-industrial contractor guy. It's right in front of us. Right. But the right. media hates Eisenhower. The media hates Washington. And the media hates us. All they do is they promote war. They spread fear. They sell hysteria. They incite hatred. And they epitomize, as I said, disrespect for our founding fathers and for we the people of the United States who are fighting for freedom. I'm heartbroken. We, that, that peace is blacklisted. You're not allowed to speak about peace. 
You could only speak about war. Gerald, we, we can't be disheartened. The next time you have one of these rallies, there'll be twice the number of people there and the press will not be able to avoid it. Again, thank you, Judge, for all that you do. And, um, and everyone, please do all you can do. Ah, donate to Occupy Peace, OccupyPeace.com. We're putting our money, our heart, and our true spirit to fight for the true meaning of the American way, which Judge Napolitano does, stands up and fights for freedom, peace, and justice, like the top of the top. Thank you so much, Judge. We'll before, we, before we go, I have Scott Ritter on uh, judging freedom at 1 o'clock today. Okay. I'm sure, he's, I'm sure he's going to articulate just what you said. And please give him my best and thank him again for being here. Of course. All the best, Gerald. Until next Wednesday. Ciao, ciao.